0: and responsible gaming resources.
1: Hi, this is Jim, and this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly.
2: Good afternoon. Uh, before I start, I would like to say that uh, with the passing of Tommy McDonald, um, just our thoughts and prayers go out to his family during this time. So keep keep the family in your prayers. Has
3: Alonzo Jeffrey been cleared
2: for contact yet? Not yet. Good. Um, well, I say good. Um, we're still honestly evaluating him today, uh, probably tomorrow, and and I'll probably have a better update for you on Wednesday. Uh, quite honestly, so he's still being evaluated. Yeah.
3: Yeah. With so many players who uh, had a late start to their season, including Alshon and, you know, yesterday with Carson coming back and Jason Peters not having a, a, much of a preseason. Does it feel like you know what you have yet, you know, what you're going to have in October November? Does it kind of feel like preseason
2: still? I think we, I think we have an idea of the personnel. Sometimes um, sometimes it feels like you you don't know the identity maybe of your offense. Uh, with with those guys, you know, you you kind of you kind of have hopes and you kind of say, OK, this is what we think we have. Um, and and individually, we kind of know these guys. But collectively as a unit, uh, I think you're still working through the month of September, trying to kind of figure out your identity a little bit offensively. Is
3: that weird? I mean, usually, you know, if, unless you go to the Super Bowl, you get like that extra month. For guys to get back, I mean, maybe Alshon starts game one. If you guys are done in December, is it an unusual feeling? You've been around. It, for yeah, a it's year. a little,
2: it's a little unusual. Um, but, but it's okay because, because uh, you know, defense. I look at it too. Defense and special teams kind of carry the load early in the season, and and, and offense kind of plays catch up just a little bit. And then when the offense catches its stride, then then you got a good thing going. And it's, just, you know, and the other thing is, uh, it's a long season. And and you know we find find ways to win these games early, um, makes makes a big difference down the stretch when you start getting your guys back.
1: Doug, so I heard you on the, on the, the radio this morning mention that you spoke to the ref about the holding, the defensive holding on the on the line, and then you get that penalty later in the game. How strategic is that, and, and how do you have to sometimes hold back and kind of pick your spots to point things out to refs? No,
2: um, you know, it, it's common practice. Um, you know, I get a chance to meet with officials before the game. Um, I get a chance to meet with the head referee uh, during pregame. You know, they come over and talk and, and listen. They, they, it, it's a tough job. And and if if there's something out there that, that we see, um, they want to know about it. You know, so they can get it right. And it's not strategic. It's not, you know, planned in any way. It's something that we have kind of have, we saw throughout the game and. And just wanted to bring it to their attention, and and obviously it was a, it was a true hold on lane, and and uh, you know they got it right, and so that it's it's not a competitive advantage, other than we just want to make sure everything is officiated correctly, and and if you know, if, if, I'm sure Frank had had things on their sideline too that he can he can talk to them about, and and it's fair game so to speak, and um, it's just common practice throughout the league. The
3: players go down a lot of times. They talk about the mental reps that they're able to take. When you look at what Carson was able to do this yesterday on Sunday and what he was able to do beforehand, were you able to see any improvements maybe in his leadership or um, his decision-making on the field from his time off the field?
2: Yeah, I I think that a lot of his, you know, preparation through his rehab and and conditioning and and just talking with players, talking with his guys, um, helped him yesterday and, and, you know he he's such a competitor and, and he studies the game so so well that you know was it a perfect game no I mean there were there were some there were some flaws and there's some things that we can coach and, and he can get better at but I I think it, it there was really not a big drop you know in what maybe people had expected you know but at the same time um, it's about what we expected you know and now we just we go up from from here and and it's uh it's it was a great game for him to play in uh, obviously um but but I think him his time on the sideline big picture um definitely helps and it helps moving forward because,
1: because he's such a young quarterback
3: where do you see the most room for improvement in his overall game
2: well I, I think it just continues to, to he, he continues to grow with just the situational things you know in the game and and uh you know he's such a he brings such a competitive impact to our offense and and a toughness and and things you want to see. I mean, the the third down scramble for the first down, obviously are are great plays. The third nine scramble to Nelson are are great plays. And, you know, those are things that that we know he can do. And and then, and then at the same time, we just want to make sure that, that, you know, one, we're coaching him properly and, and he's seeing things properly um, to maintain, you know, because we talk about situational ball all the time and, and it's, you know, it's short yardage, it's a goal line, it's third down, it's red zone, it's all those situations that pop up, and and he continues to grow there. And uh, um, we just continue to teach and continue to progress. And and I, and I, I think too, you know, we're all learning every day, every week. Uh, players, coaches, we all continue to grow, and and that's that's where he's at, and he can continue to get better.
3: We're to have um, Alshon practicing fully this week, and the reason I ask is because you guys had him listed as questionable heading into the game. So does that mean he's like, you know, pretty close to. He's getting close.
2: He's getting close. So we'll get him in the mix again a little bit more this week and, and, and see, you know, see where he's at uh, health wise. Yeah.
3: When you look at at Jalen Mills, uh, obviously a couple of penalties, uh, the big play down in in Tampa on the first play, but then you see the tackling, uh, the physical play, uh, pass breakups. What's your takeaway from his overall level of play these first
2: few weeks? You know, Jalen, um, actually been playing playing extremely well. You know the the flags yesterday. Obviously, he, he's got to get his his, his off hand. You know he's got a right or left hand that's going for the ball. the off hand is, is in a position where he's hooking. He just gotta you know be cognizant of that and aware of that and try to get it off. But he, he's always in position. Seems like he's he's right there to make the play. He's physical. He's tough. He can come up and make tackles. I mean he, he he's been he's been. Uh, solid, quite honestly, at the corner position gives you stability on both sides with he and Darby. So, um, again, a young player that's going to continue the more snaps, just get better and better. Uh, he's going to understand, you know, uh, the game a little bit more and and his technique, and uh, you know, uh, really provide a, a spark defensively uh, from time to time with 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 you know pass breakups.
3: What about his ability to when he does give up a play to kind of forget about it? How important is that for a young player? Yeah, with
2: any any athlete, any player, especially a young player, the quicker you can forget about it and move on, you know, the better you're going to be. And and he can do that. You know, he can really, um, whether it's a flag or a, you know a pass or something that he can he can just forget about it and move on. When
0: you start a game uh, in no huddle, are you giving Carson control at the line of scrimmage? Is it still the scripted plays? How how do those things kind of work hand in hand in a game like
2: that? Yeah, the first play is is scripted that we want to start with, but this, after that, it's just uh, it's me just calling plays in into Carson based on what we want to do and how we want to attack. And then um, we did have a kill system built in, you know, so so he could he could manage the the run game a little bit that way. Um, but uh, definitely wanted to start the game no huddle that way for him.
1: Mike well, uh, Wallace, the- you were down a deep threat, and um, you drafted Shelton Gibson to sort of fill that kind of role. Um, so why is it that Shelton uh, can't get on the field?
2: Well, right now we're just, uh, you know, um, without getting into a lot of scheme stuff, you know, we just felt better yesterday with some of our 12 personnel, some of our 13 personnel kept them in base defense. They did jump into nickel a little bit because then we were in our our 12 and 13 personnel being able to run the football. So it's just the way the game kind of unfolded just a little bit. Um, You know, Shelton's a a young player that's continuing to grow and and, and get, get better with the offense and and uh, we had a package of plays for him yesterday, you know, um, just didn't get to him. How were
3: Carson's checks when he did go to the run?
2: How were they? Yeah. They were good. Yeah, they, they were good. Did he, did he have to do it a lot
3: uh, in the game? Um,
2: no, not really. Um, I say a lot. I mean, it's just the structure of the defense allowed him to, to get from, you know, one side to the other uh, based on the front and the coverage and, and uh, stuff we prepare and work on all week. So he was, he was good with them. To the side, he change the direction? Left to right, yeah, right to left.
3: The way they played
2: yesterday. I thought they both played extremely well, extremely tough. All three of them really put Josh in the mix too, with a couple of carries that he had. But um, <clears throat> you know, Corey and Wendell both core special teams players, and then turn around and play offense, and and it's tough to do. And uh, both these guys uh, did a, did a great job, you know. And and uh, Wendell runs hard, runs tough. Corey the same way. Uh, they're young players. Uh, they continue to learn. They continue to grow. Get better each week, and uh, it was good to see.
3: How did the in terms of the, the
1: past game, both as receivers and blockers?
2: Uh, really well. They're smart guys. Deuce does a great job preparing these guys. You know, during the week, with protection is, is tough because we got so many different protections uh, in in the course of a game, and just understanding where. And it all starts with obviously the center, the quarterback, where we point, and all that. But um, they're real sharp and 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 they know they know how to uh, uh, either break off a route, you know, and and, and go get their protection or you know, um, just flat out go get their guy, you know, and and uh, they do they do a really good job.
3: The offensive line. You have up five sacks, several pressures. What were some of the issues uh, you had in
2: protection? You know, role? it's it's a little both. Um meaning meaning it can be the quarterback a little bit. Um, there's really three 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 things. One Offensive line gets beat, sack happens. Uh, second one is quarterback hanging on the ball or tries to scramble, you know, gets sacked. Or the third one is just a flat out coverage. You know, they got you wired and, and you're trying to extend the play. So a little bit, of all three of those actually yesterday uh, with the five sacks and um, a couple of situations. Maybe you just throw the ball away and and skip it and not not put yourself in that situation. But they're all teachable, they're all correctable, and, and we'll learn from them.
3: That on yeah, J- or some of those on Carson that, that doesn't need to get rid of the ball, maybe.
2: Yeah, ball and that's off. what I said. I mean, there's some on the line, there's some on the quarterback, and there's some on the defense. So it's all three phases really affect sacks.
3: Yeah. Pass Smallwood, he was out of the backfield. You had some jet sweet action. What made that play work, and why did Wendell get fine space
2: down down the field? Yeah, it, you know, it was just a play um, that that we actually have had in our, our playbook since last year, and, and didn't really get to it, but. It's opportunity with the jet sweep. A lot of teams, and we run a lot of jet sweep action, and it really just buys um, their eyes defensively on the on the jet sweep action just a little bit, and allowed Wendell to slip past the uh, the defender you know, down the seam, and yeah, we caught him in the right coverage, and and uh, it was a great catch, great throw, great catch uh, by Wendell.
3: So one of the hallmarks of this team the last couple of years has been guys coming off the bench who haven't played uh, much or at all, and and, and playing well. What do you do and what do your assistants do to kind of keep guys involved during the week and also on game day who aren't playing? So when they do go in they're ready.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think we do a great job. Our you know, my assistants do a great job in practice during the week, um, giving these guys reps, you know, uh, just examples with the running backs, you know, if obviously if Jay and you know, Darren don't practice, then obviously Corey and, and Wendell and, and Josh, they all they all take take reps in practice so we simulate the game best we can in practice uh if jason peters can't go big v gets those reps you know or you know you're getting isaac center reps or whatever it is and you just keep preparing these guys each week and and uh same way on defense you know you're, you're getting the young guys in there to play and that's the only way they can get better because a lot of times you know practice reps is all they get uh they don't get many many snaps if any in the game so it's a credit to the to the you know assistant coaches to prepare everybody and not just not just the starters. Are you
3: expecting to get Ajayi or Sproles or, or both back this week?
2: Yeah, they're both day to day right now. Um, uh, we'll evaluate them again on on you know tomorrow when the players are in and 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 see. Uh, but uh, you know, I would expect, barring any setbacks, that they would both be available.
1: So much in the first three weeks, eighty seven percent of the snaps. Is that sustainable?
2: Yeah. Sure. why not he's playing extremely well he's playing extremely well I think to the with the uh with Derek Barnett you know and some of the rushes that he's getting Chris long playing well I think it just helps the it helps Fletcher you know um Helody's in there taking some load so you know it's a it's a combination of guys that uh, uh can 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 allow Fletcher to have the success and then it's just him it's just his want to. It's his will to, to be a dominant defensive tackle and that's what you're seeing right now. Well two
3: turnovers. What did the film
2: well the first one uh just eyed up Zach, just stared him down. You know, just can't can't do that. Just, you know, brought the defender right there, you know, just a just a poor decision. Um and the second one just getting ready to throw so he was separating, you know, and ball his his arm got hit by their six foot eight defensive tackle. And just just got out. So, um, you know, try to try to learn from them, move on. Okay. Thanks.
1: First game back, just take us through how you felt getting back on the field and how do you evaluate the play? I mean, I felt good. You know, I felt good to finally be out there. <clears throat> it's kind of a long time coming. Obviously, a lot of excitement, a lot of emotions. But um, coming out the the way we did with that hot start, going right down the field, uh, going some no huddle tempo, I felt good. I felt good.
3: So, when no huddle and tempo. Is that something you requested? What did that give you guys to at the beginning of the game?
1: Yeah, Doug and I talked about it early in the week and um, thought it would be something um, just kind of get get me started, get the offense started, get us all starting fast. Um, and, and he trusted us with it, and it, obviously the result was a good one. So, the
3: turnovers at the end of the game. do you attribute those to rust or just poor decision making?
1: Just decision making. I mean, the, the the interception, the guy made a great play. You know, that's a it's a route we throw to. It's all the time. And, uh, he just he just read it read it well and I gotta I gotta be smarter with that one. Another um, one's unfortunate stepping up in the pocket getting the hit. Um, you know you gotta clean up those things. Obviously you never want inter- uh, interceptions, fumbles, especially um, when you're backed up like we were. Put our defense in a couple tough situations, but they stepped up and played a played a good football game.
3: Drives, 17 plays, but a lot of them you guys were behind the sticks. A few players said that uh, you brought them together at one point and said you know had of encouragement, I guess. What, what, was the, what was the message you wanted to convey to the guys there? Yeah, I mean, just
1: in the middle of a drive, especially in that situation. You know, I think it was just we had the um, the sack and then the, the holding, I think it was, and it was all of a sudden second and thirty or something like that. And I just told the guys, let's get half of this. Let's get at least half of this. get us in third and manageable. Um, and just stay together. Everyone was kind of, you know, all up in arms over the holding or whatever it was. And I said, hey, just stay together. Let's stay on track. And uh, next play, we, we had the holding, defensive holding, pick up the first down, and then we were rolling. So you weren't able to get very many uh, big plays today. Uh, was that the frustration set in at all, or did you kind of expect that coming? You know, that's, I mean, credit the Colts' defense on that, honestly. You know, I thought they played, um, did some things different than we saw on film and um, really just forced us to drive. You know, they, they played a lot of soft zone coverage and uh, forced us to take a lot of things underneath. So, so really credit the, the Colts' defense. And um, at the same time, we just played our game and, and put people in the right spots. Obviously, you saw us with a lot of two and three tight end personnels out there. So, um, that's kind of part of the game plan, knowing what the Colts like to do.
3: I mean, any point you really thinking about your knee? I mean, you, don't, you don't the point thinking about the injury at all? Not at all. In the second quarter, when you made that dive first down, can you describe that play? And is that indicative of your willingness to play with the same abandon you played with before you got hurt?
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: I thought it was just a normal scramble to me. You know, obviously, you made a guy miss in the pocket and... Um, top the 1st down marker and go for it. pretty standard, standard for me.
3: What did Dr. First, Dallas Cotter show you today?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think with Dallas, um, he showed me, first of all, he's a smart football player uh, throughout training camp. Um, and then, you know, being able to go the, the no-huddle stuff and um, getting him in different situations, getting him in different spots, um, making calls at the line, checks at the line. You know, he was very instinctive and, and good football player and obviously um, came up big with a couple plays.
3: managing emotions leading up to this game up there? such a much anticipation yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought it, I thought it went pretty well. You know, I thought obviously emotions were running high from the moment I woke up this morning. But um, you know, for me, I was just putting on worship music and just getting in the zone like that. And it just felt like a, another game at the end of the day. How did you able to get your first
3: hit today? Get you bounce right back up? How the nerves yeah. calm down? Felt great. Felt great.
1: How did the running game uh, help you today? It looked like that was a real yeah. focused effort too. Yeah, I mean the running game was huge. You know, we had a lot of. Um, no huddle kind of checks at the line based on what we were getting coverage-wise, and they were playing a lot of soft um, zone coverage. So, you know, the, the running game helped us a lot in the passing game. And, um, you know, obviously we're down a little bit with Sproles and Ajayi out. So um, getting Wendell, getting, you know, Josh Adams going and then Corey, uh, I think those, those guys all stepped up and, and played a good football game. As a
3: follow-up, to that, as a follow-up to that, uh, all the skill spots were pretty far down the depth chart. What effect is, is that having on the, on, on the offense overall?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, that's just kind of football. You know, that's part of football. And then I think that's where, where good coaching comes into play and getting our best guys out there. You know, obviously you saw us a lot with, with two and three tight end personnel out there tonight. Um, and I think that just was indicative of, of those injuries and just, um, finding a way to, to just, um, get our best guys on the field. And, um, you know, coaches does a great job always just scheming things up, getting the right guys in the right positions. And so, um, unfortunately you don't you don't want injuries, but at the end of the day you gotta adapt with them and I think coach has done a good job of that. Some of guys had trouble getting the ball to Aguilar, but on that last drive, two third down conversions out of him. It, you know, both were with yards after the catch. What were the plays? You had know, the third and five and there's a third and nine and, and what did he do to, to make this possible? Yeah, I mean at the end of the day, you know, obviously Nelson today obviously didn't get, get a bunch going early and um that's just part of it. You know, it's not something by any by scheme or design, you know, it's just their coverage and um, like I said, we had to take some things underneath. And um, the tight ends, all of them kind of stepped up and played it, played a good football game. And, um, you know, on third downs, I mean, those ones late in the game, Nelson just always has a feeling and being in the right spot. And so um, he's a guy, you know, especially like him and Zach are, are two of the, the main targets that we look for on third down. And um, those he stepped up there at the
3: end. How much you your defense stop them in the red zone? How much did that fire your offense up? Yeah, I
1: mean, I think we both feed off each other, you know, offensively. Um, seeing our defense just com- continually step up late in games like they have, um, even going back to last year and then the, the first game of the year um, today, um, just that, that gives us a lot of um, energy and excitement on the, on the offensive side and, and knowing that if we just put one together, now that defense is going to get a hold, and, and that's what they did.
3: Was, was, there, a, was there a play game? or a hit that you took where you said, okay, shoot, I'm relieved now. I know I can. I know I can do this. There are there a couple times where you got hit. A couple scrambles you made. A couple times you were very elusive in the pocket, left, right, left, forward, that sort of thing. Did any of those register? Like, hey, that's great.
1: Uh, not really. You know, because at the end of the day, I've been doing so much in practice. You know, whether whether you guys saw it in, in training camp or I was off to the side with with the trainers or whoever, um, I've been doing so much of that stuff for a while now. Um, obviously, getting hit was new, but. I uh, felt like felt like riding a bike and hitting popping back up again.
0: Your teammates have mentioned different times in practice, different plays where they said, all right, Carson's back. There's going to be no limitations. Was there a play like that for you in the past, whatever, three, four weeks? Uh,
1: I don't think so. You know, I, I, nothing really sticks out. You know, it was a lot of going against the, the defense as as a scout team quarterback. That was a little new for me, but. Um yeah, just, I felt good for a while. It was just good to finally get out there. How
3: was it get this first one all the way for you? How was this first one done and just be down back
1: on I mean, it, it was huge. I mean, obviously it's huge to, to just pick up a win in a, in a hard-fought game with some, some tough conditions out there. Um, guys really rallied around each other. Uh, the resilience I thought was huge today. You know, we had, like we talked about, that long drive at the end. Uh, we had some really unfortunate situations. We were in in second and extra long, third downs. Uh, the fourth down, you know, it's a couple things. And um, guys just stayed together. And then the defense stepping up at the end, that was huge for us um, to get us back on track. So you mentioned uh, soft zone a couple times. Looked like a lot of cover, too. This was an emotional game for you. It's nine-plus months. Is it, was it kind of a little bit harder to not want to press and seeing that uh, cover, too? Not really. You know, I like to think I'm mature enough as a player to just take what they give me. Uh, obviously, they they had some um, that, that might have fooled me. Um, coverage-wise, and, and kind of tricked me a little bit. But uh, that's football. That's football, and that comes with it. And, um, you know, that's, that's a good defense over there. Was there anything that you were curious about that you, uh, sorry, how you would respond that today sort of pulled you or kind of you got look up or that you did not know until this point? Uh, not really, you know, not really. I think once I got back out there, uh, I got that first incompletion out of the way, kind of threw that one down the field a little aggressively. We were rolling from there.
2: Thanks, guys. Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech. Why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function.